0: Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brains On. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brains On right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brains On. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening
1: to Brains On, where we are serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation.
2: Whoa. Just look at it. You know the best thing about this new skylight?
1: Is it the sunlight that comes through it?
2: Or the fact that the skylight is shaped like a brain? Yeah, Yeah, those things are cool, but have you looked closer to see the best thing?
3: The light is filled with these amazing little specks.
1: Ooh, I do see them.
2: Wow. But what are they? I like to imagine that each speck is a little animal. Like like we're looking at micro poodles and nano hippos and mini zebras, all just floating peacefully and tiny in this, like, lazy river made of air. Or each speck could be a teeny tiny taco, a precisely petite pickle. Only one way to find out. Aren't those floaties <clears throat> dust? Oh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, of course. Team dust all the way.
0: I don't know, you guys. This really reminds me of one of my favorite songs.
3: <clears throat> wow, what's dust got to do, got to do with it? Wow,
0: nice belting, Manica. Oh, thanks, Molly.
1: But are you sure those are the words to the song?
0: Well, I do sometimes interpret song lyrics somewhat creatively. But no, I'm pretty sure you'll recognize this song.
2: Let me sing you a little more.
3: What's dust but a crusty debris notion. What's dust got to do? Got to
2: do with it. Who needs new friends when you've got all these dust pals? Oh whoa! Oh, what's dust got hmm. to do? Got yeah. To do with I've it. never heard that song. What?
0: You're listening to Brains On. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Jaden from Delaware. Hi, Jaden. Hello. So, Jaden, today we're talking all things dust. Dust bunnies, dusty floors, dust mites. Just thinking about it makes me want to sneeze. So, Jaden, are you okay with having a little dust in your room, or do you like things to be dust-free, spick and span? Well,
1: if... I'm in a sort of, like, grumpy mood and I don't want to be grossed out, I won't be happy with a little dust or hairs on my nightstand. But if I'm in a really happy mood, then I'll just let it be. Hmm. So it kind of depends on your mood. So do you like dusting and getting rid of the dust? Sometimes yes and sometimes no. I'm a big fan of nature, so sometimes it just kind of occurs to me that sometimes I just like to look at dust and wonder, like, how is it formed and how did it
0: even get there? Yeah, and that's the question that you sent us, right? That's what you were curious about? Yeah. A lot of our listeners are curious about dust, too.
1: Hi, Brains On. My name is Alexandra, and I am from Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. My question is, how is dust made and why? My name is August from Wyoming, Ohio, and my question is, how does dust float? My name is Elizabeth, and my name is Wyatt... We want to know what percentage of dust is human skin cells. Looks like right. we need to get the dirt on dust. Where should we start? I know the perfect place.
0: Elevator? Yes, Molly? Take us to Mark's room. You got it. And we're here.
1: Wow, that was so fast.
0: You have no idea. When I do a marathon, I finish before I even start. Now I'm going to travel to the nearest black hole and back before you can blink. Okay, buddy.
2: Oh, hey, Molly. Hey, Jaden. Nice to see you, too. What's up?
1: We're here on a mission.
0: Yeah, and your filthy room is exactly what we need. Filthy?
2: (laughs) What are you talking about?
0: Oh, Harvey, the omnipresent voice-activated virtual assistant, he likes when we use his full title, when was the last time Mark cleaned his room? Scanning my database. Exactly. Never.
2: Mm, yeah, that sounds about right. But listen, Molly, I don't clean because I don't want to disturb my dust buddies.
1: You mean your dust bunnies?
2: Bunnies? No. Don't be silly. Dust isn't a rabbit. It's my friend, my dust Buddies, See? They're right here. They live under my bed. Spoiler alert,
0: it's not just under your bed, ish.
2: Come on. I'll introduce you to them. Let me just scooch the old zoom ray over here and set the dial and... Whoa, everything is so ginormous. Nah, you're just zoomed in, so it looks like we've shrunk.
3: Hey! Look, everybody! It's Mark! Welcome back, pal! Long time!
2: Hey, hey, Dust Buddies! This is Molly and Jaden. Molly, Jaden, this is Dustiny, Dustin, and Dusty.
1: Wow, dust is so much more colorful
0: close-up. Yeah, well, dust is made up of tons of different tiny
3: materials, so it makes sense. We'd all be different colors.
1: I'm a tiny fragment of Mark's red sweater.
3: And I'm a pretty fungus. I'm a micro piece of grass, and Barry over there is a microscopic living creature called a dust mite. He eats dead skin cells off the floor. Sup, everybody. Mark, you're delicious. Hey, thanks,
2: Barry. I try.
0: We just look great from far away when we're clumped together.
3: So true. It's
0: kind of amazing, but there are so many different things down here. I thought all dust was the same.
3: (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. We are large. We contain multitudes.
1: Yeah. We're sand-dead skin cells, hair and food, animal fur and pollen, bits of plants and tires and rocks and tiny things that have fallen.
3: Bacteria and fungus and even mites all live in this dusty place. Believe it or not, there's even stuff that fell to earth from outer space. It's all in dust. Yeah.
2: Bravo. Nice work, Dust Buddies.
3: Thanks. Thanks. Singing is our second favorite thing. What's your first? Ha ha! Sneeze rides!
1: That's when we fly up your nose and get our chewed back out. It's a total rush. Hold up. Go back for a second. Did you say outer space dust?
3: Is that a theme? You bet it is. Every year, tens of thousands of tons of tiny cosmic particles enter our atmosphere. It's just so small, you never notice. But us dust buddies notice. And we welcome our intergalactic siblings.
1: In fact... There's this theory that billions of years ago, some of the material for life might have come to Earth as cosmic dust. Space dust might have helped get life going. We can't prove it, but I like to pretend that's what happened. Whoa, this dust is blowing my mind right now.
2: Yeah, and get this. Every home has a unique blend of dust that reflects where it's located and who lives there. So in my dust, there's dander from my guinea pigs, dead skin cells from me and taco crumbs from my lunch, but also there are bits of dirt from my garden outside, some cement particles because my neighbors are redoing their driveway, and even trees from the park down the street.
3: Yeah, everyone's dust tells a
1: story. So we're down on the floor right now, but there's also dust on the shelves, the dresser, the desk, the mirror. Everywhere. Yeah, how did you all get there? Well, it's simple. We're so light, we can float.
3: Yeah, when Mark's rushing around getting ready for work in the morning, it whips us up and we go flying. Super fun stuff. I'm hoping to one day float to the top of the ceiling fan. I hear the breeze up there is nice.
0: Well, this has been fascinating, but we should leave before I sneeze up a storm. Nice to meet you, Dust Buddies.
3: Likewise. Our
2: pleasure. Please let me ride your sneeze. (laughs) And we're back to normal. See? Dust is awesome, right?
1: Yeah, it's way more interesting than I gave it credit for. Agreed. I
0: almost feel bad vacuuming it.
2: I knew you'd see it my way. <laughs> I mean, there is no need to clean when you- I just... said almost. <laughs> Molly!
0: Sorry, Mark, but this room is disgusting. Brains, brains,
2: brains.
0: You know, the Dust Buddies made a very good point about dust. About how fun it would be to ride a sneeze? Uh, I was actually thinking about how every clump of dust tells a story. Oh, yeah, that too. In fact, there are some people who can read the story told by dust, and they're using it to solve mysteries.
4: My name is Noah Fear. I'm a professor at the University of Colorado, and I'm a microbial ecologist. One thing we can use the dust to tell us is what sort of bacteria are floating around in the air inside your home those bacteria float around in your air, and then they land on surfaces. We can also use that dust to tell you what insects might be living in your home. Because there's insects in there, or parts of insects. There's insect poop. You can also use dust to tell you what fungi or molds are in your home. What do we do with this information on the microbes found in dust? Well, one thing we can do... Imagine there's a crime scene or a package shipped from somewhere. We can look at the dust inside that package and figure out where that package came from just by looking at the bacteria and the fungi in the dust inside that package. Where you live has a large influence on what microbes are in your dust. So, for example, if you live in Florida or Georgia or Alabama, you're gonna have different types of bacteria and fungi inside your home than if you're living in California or Nevada. We can also, for example, if somebody has a bunch of dust on their clothes, we have good evidence that we can figure out where that person has been. So we can actually look at the dust on an object or in a package or on clothing and figure out where that object or package or clothing had come from across the United States.
2: <coughs>
0: Jaden, serious question: What do you think we'd call the world's first plant president?
1: Hmm, that would be the first plant president. Or maybe you would go by the title President Plant.
0: Plant. <laughs> I like both of those names. Well, we want to hear from you and the rest of our listeners about campaign slogans for plant sedents. Can you think of a catchphrase a plant might use to run for office?
1: I never leaf anybody out. <laughs> That's really
0: good. Well, everyone else, you can record yourself reading your slogan for plants, and you could hear it on our show. Send it to us at brainson.org slash. Contact. You can also send questions, mystery sounds, drawings, and ideas to that same address.
1: BrainsOn.org/contact. That's how we got this question. My name is Shifra. I am ten years old, and I live in Sydney, Australia. My question is: Why do people jump when they're scared? We'll be back with an answer during our moment of um at the end of the show.
0: And we'll read the most recent list of names to be added to the Brains Honor Roll. So keep listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Sitka Seafood Market. Seafood is a great source of long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, which can support heart health. Salmon is one of my favorite foods, and so it's so delightful when a box of amazing quality, beautiful salmon arrives at my door. Sitka Seafood Market sources from small boat fishermen and community-based processors that take great care to provide the highest quality seafood that is wild-caught, sustainably, and ethically harvested. And one of the best parts is Sitka Seafood Market offers a variety of flexible subscriptions that can come monthly or every other month. It's super convenient, so if you're going on vacation, you can pause or you can cancel any time. I know you'll love it as much as I do. Go to com and use code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's com. promo code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's
3: com. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start so that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be
0: listening to Brains On from American Public Media. I'm Molly. And I'm Jaden. And this is the Mystery Sound. Are you ready, Jaden? Totally. All right, here it is. So what does that sound like to you? Hmm... I'm going to give you a hint. It has to do with something that's not on this planet. Is it
1: some sort of asteroid or
0: like a meteor shower? Mm-hmm. Something like that? It's a very, very good guess. Well, we're going to hear it again and give you another chance to guess in just a little bit.
2: Brain's on.
0: So a big part of the dust around is actually little creatures called dust mites. They're related to ticks and spiders but are so tiny that you can't see them with just your eye. You'd need a microscope to see these micro animals. They like to eat dead skin cells from you and your pets.
1: But did you know there's another kind of insy teensy mite that lives on your
0: body? That's right. These are the demodex mites.
1: And we want to learn all about these powers that go with us everywhere. Michelle Troutwine is an entomologist at the California Academy of Sciences. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. So why do th- where do these mites live on us?
5: <laughs> so the mites live actually inside of our skin. Uh, they live in, in our hair follicles. And we have two species, Demodex folliculorum, that lives right kind of at the at the base of hairs in the hair follicle. And then there's another species, Demodex brevis, which is smaller and kind of chunkier. And it lives in our sebaceous glands, which are offshoots of our hair follicles. And when it comes to what they eat, we actually don't know, but we, there's, we, we assume several things. Maybe they eat sebum, which is kind of the gunk that your uh, sebaceous glands... Generate. If you scrape your skin, you'll probably get a lot of white, oily gunk off, and that's sebum. Uh, They may also eat bacteria in our skin cells, and some people have even suggested that they eat skin cells themselves. And it's not just like the hair follicles, like on the top of our head, right? We have hair follicles all over. That's right. So they happen to not like hair follicles that have coarse big hairs in them. They like hair follicles that have fine hairs. And so your face is a place that they really love. So if you think about, um, you know, the soft hairs on on your face uh, for both men and women, um, they really like those follicles that have the soft hairs in them. Hmm, interesting.
1: So what do these mites look like? How big are they?
5: They are very, very small. You can't see them with your eye. You need to have a microscope. Um, to be able to see them and what they look like they're they're actually so they're related to spiders and they but they kind of look more like worms tiny little worms with eight legs cool
1: so how do you know those they
5: well I know they're there because I, uh, multiple ways. One, I've sampled a lot of people, and so I've actually found mites on a lot of different people's faces. But another way that we know they're there is that uh, I've worked with a team of scientists who uh, samples people's faces, and we look for mite DNA, and we found that almost every single person we've ever sampled has mite DNA on them, which means they live on everybody.
1: How are these mites related to dust?
5: Yeah. So I I bet, I don't know for sure, but I bet they contribute to dust. They probably are are part of all that debris. And maybe you know that also in all that debris are these other animals called dust mites. And dust mites love to eat all those little bits of human skin and other kind of organic matter that dust makes up. Uh, and so dust mites are also tiny, but they're actually a lot bigger than face mites, and um, they're also almost everywhere. You can find dust mites in almost every house that, that humans live in, and I know because I've sampled many, many around the world, and 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 they all have dust mites. But interestingly enough, face mites and dust mites are not close relatives to each other. There's like thirty thousand species of mites that have been described, but there's probably over a million on the planet, and it's It'd kind of be like thinking of a grasshopper and a butterfly. They're both insects, but they're really different and not close relatives, and, and that's the same thing with a face mite and a dust mite.
1: So if we study these bites, then what kind of stuff can we learn from them?
5: We can learn so many things, um, and what's really exciting to me is that even though these mites live on on all of our bodies, right on our faces, we know very, very little about them. And that's really exciting to me as a scientist because it reminds me that there's so much that we have to learn and discover about the world. I want to learn more about how they've evolved with humans over time. And one of the things that we've discovered is that these mites are actually different on different people from different parts of the world. So that means that... If your ancestors are from Africa, then you have different mites than if your ancestors are from, for example, East Asia or Europe or South America. And and so I can use these mites and their DNA to make estimates about when ancient humans moved around the world. And that's a really exciting project for me.
1: So thanks for answering our questions, Michelle.
5: Oh, sure. Anytime. I love to talk about face mites.
0: Okay, Jaden, let's try that mystery sound one more time. Now, remember, this sound does not come from Earth. Let's listen again. What is your final guess? Hmm.
1: I still think it's a meteor shower. or it
6: also could be like a comet or an asteroid hitting something.
0: Excellent guess. Here is the answer.
6: The sound you just heard was of the space mission Stardust flying through comet dust in space. That sound came from NASA. So it was comet dust. You were very close. Hmm. Hi, my name's Kiana Jardine and I'm a planetary scientist at the University of Central Florida and I study the stickiness of asteroid dust.
0: So there is dust on Earth and in space. Dust in space is made out of tiny particles of material that float around in space between stars. Space dust is mostly chemical bits. It can form when stars explode or when asteroids collide. Sometimes that dust in space is a problem for
6: space missions. It sure is. When the astronauts went to the moon, for example, the dust on the moon was a lot like powder. um, And it was much more fluffy than they thought it would be. And so it made it difficult for them to move around. It got stuck under suits, on the instruments, it smelled weird, and it caused them to feel sick. <laughs> Some space dust and space debris can be dangerous to things like the space shuttle and the space station. Even if they run into a very small piece of dust, it can actually cause a lot of damage. It's almost like when a, like a small rock like hits your windshield of your car when you're on the highway. So even the smallest piece can cause a lot of damage because of how fast it's rotating around the Earth.
0: Scientists are also pretty sure that space dust has formed lots of planets and stars in our solar system.
6: Mm.
0: Billions of years ago, Earth started from a bunch of sticky grains of dust.
6: Those small sticky grains Ended up um, coming together to form bigger dust. And as it grew bigger and bigger, we ended up with the Earth.
0: So we have dust to thank for our planet. I never knew that dust could actually make that sound. Yeah, this is a really tricky mystery sound. This is one of the harder ones for sure. Dust comes from tiny bits of lots of different things.
1: Like your dead skin, your
0: clothes, your pets, and the environment. Bacteria and fungi in dust is different depending on where you live. And can even be used to fight crime.
1: We all have mites on our skin. And they can teach us about our ancestors.
0: Dust even floats around in space, in between planets and stars. That's it for this episode of Brains On.
1: It was produced by Mark Sanchez. Mr. Wilhelm, Sandin Totten, and Molly Bloom.
0: We had production help from Christina Lopez, Ruby Guthrie, Rosie DuPont, and Mary Harvin, and engineering help from Cliff Bentley, Tom Byrne, and Veronica Rodriguez. Special thanks to Audrey Howell, Phyllis Fletcher, Christina Lopez, Drew Josted and Melody Perkins.
1: Now, before we go, it's time for a moment of... Um My question is, why do people jump when they're
7: scared? The simple answer is that it's a reflex reaction that our brain has learned. My name is Sarah Venish. I'm a neurologist, which is a doctor that takes care of brain conditions and spinal cord conditions, and I work at the University of Minnesota. There's a response that we call the fight-or-flight response. This goes back to the very kind of origins of humans, and we have to be able to survive all threats. Uh, when you're watching something scary or something scary's around, your brain reacts to that by getting this surge of energy that makes your muscles want to move and run away to safety or move and fight for your safety. So when you're scared, this surge of energy creates that Jump, And then your brain quickly shuts it down, recognizing, oh, there isn't actually a reason for me to run out of the movie theater because I was scared or start fighting the person next to me with the popcorn because I was scared uh, because it was just a scary moment rather than a true
3: threat.
0: um, um. um. This list makes me jump with joy. It's time for the brains on a roll. This is the latest group of friends who have sent in questions, drawings, and mystery sounds to help fuel the show. Home from Chicago, Liam, Lillian, and Lincoln from Cave Creek, Arizona, Matthew from Greenwich, Connecticut, Caden from Charlotte, North Carolina, Adan and Stevie from San Antonio, Texas, Tanish from Cumming, Georgia, Brady from Peabody, Massachusetts, Abigail from Akron, Ohio, Colin and Elliot from St. Augustine, Florida, Roscoe and Ward from Leander, Texas, Henry from Chicago, Alexandra, Zach, and Abigail from Adelaide, Australia, Lauren from Marion, Iowa, Brianna from Yucca, Petra from Portland, Oregon, Charlie from Brisbane, Australia, Eli and Noah from Sydney, Australia, Australia, Bryn from San Luis Obispo, California, Elizabeth from Toronto, Eden and Scarlett from Cambridge, Ontario, Avery from Cambridge, Massachusetts, Selena from Las Vegas, Leland from Mayfield, Kentucky, Hannah from North Bay, Ontario, Grace from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Adela and Bliss from New Rochelle, New York, Theodore and Sasha from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Shalom from Brooklyn, New York, Finn from Portland, Oregon, Celeste and Stefania from Houston, Hinata from Jacksonville, Florida, Holly from California, William from Columbia, Tennessee, George from Auckland, New Zealand. Owen from Davis, California, Ryan and Liam from Savannah, Georgia, Elle from Plano, Texas, Deacon from Brockport, New York, Jane from Montclair, New Jersey, Zoe from Queensland, Australia, Aaron from Cape Town, South Africa, Liam from Austin, Texas, Ethan and Ashley from Austin, Texas, Karis from Arlington, Massachusetts, Bryony from Palm Bay, Florida, Brennan, Jules, and Caroline from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Britton and William from Fairfax Station, Virginia, Kadiri from Astoria, New York, Erie from Minnesota, Liam and Julian from Centennial, Colorado, Banks from Helena, Alabama, Akio and Kai from Nueva Andalusia, Spain, Alexander from Pebbles, Ohio, Alora from Oakland, California, Jakira from Dallas, and Adeline from Arlington, Washington. Brains On will be back soon with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.